You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Hello, retro movie lovers, and welcome back to the movie graveyard. We got an amazing show today. I got a special guest here. Other podcasts refer to him just as the sound man, but here I make him the star of the show. Welcome back, Zach. Hell yes, my baby. We just we just got back. We went to we got some takeout from the hungry heifer, baby. What'd you get? Oh, I got them donk ass onion uh, rings, and then the, and like yeah. I didn't even get the heifer. I got the uh, the clucky cucky chicken sandwich. Hell yeah, I got the buffalo burger, baby, and some cow fries, mm. and some, a nice moo shake. We gonna we gonna get this movie going. We gonna do it the right way because ever since like they had to remodel after that great yeah. fucking big like you know they just they destroyed it. Yeah, exactly. They left the, the salad critters. bar in shambles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. lettuce everywhere. That's right. I guess I should say Happy Easter because that's the whole reason why we're recording this show. We have exactly. an Easter film this year, don't we, Zach? The greatest Easter film of all time. Uh, might be the only one. Yeah. Easter uh, Halloween or fucking horror movie, baby. Yeah, because you know what? I was looking at some download numbers last night, and the movie Graveyard is doing amazing. And I want to thank all our amazing listeners who have uh, been going strong. We've only gotten stronger through the uh, the shutdowns and the quarantines and the oh yeah you know the crazies and everything yeah remember mm-hmm. that movie the crazies everybody they thought had the virus so they just turned the flame flower on the back of the truck and burned everything oh yes exactly that's what we need to do exactly just flamethrow everything but yeah we've been getting stronger but one thing I, I do notice even though we're in a very strong period for listenership zach is every time uh, I planned something like a special themed episode for a holiday one of the lowest downloads <laughs> Really? Yeah, and you th- like you think it would be the opposite, like so. That yeah. is very unbased and unredfilled. It is. So from now on, I promise the month of October strictly romantic comedies. Exactly. Oh yeah. <laughs> Christmas comes around, you're gonna get nothing but period dramas. <laughs> oh yes. Exactly. So yeah, we are doing an Easter movie, but hopefully we can camouflage it. So nobody could, you know, because at least at first I didn't remember this was an Easter movie either. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So we got it rolling. We got Critters 2. Uh, I keep wanting to call it the new batch, but that's Gremlins 2. <laughs> it's Critters 2, the main course. And fun the main, fact, yeah. our boy here, he got the Blu-ray. He was trying to get it loaded up, and his Blu-ray player just decided it was going to fucking eat the disc and not spit it out. He had to unplug that shit. Yeah, I know. It made it. Not only would it not spit the disc out, it wouldn't play the disc either. <laughs> exactly. It just kept making a weird chomping noise chomp, like it was chomp. being eaten. It was. Because it is called the main course. So his Blu-ray player did get confused and think it was his fucking dinner, basically. Exactly. So we have this pause right at the uh, one second mark. It's just a black screen. Uh I'm not sure what kind of, you know, titles and logos you have on the DVD, because this time we're actually both rolling off the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Last time I didn't own the box set, which I, which I guess we should say, even though it's not like a year anniversary, it's somewhat of a, like, a, everything's coming full circle, because the first time you were on the show, Zach, was when we talked about Critters. 
It was. Oh, yes. What are the odds, baby? Where does the time go? I know. And you know you're listening to a quality podcast as well as when they never cover gremlins, but they cover critters. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, oh yeah. Only the finest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have a pause at the one second mark. I'm going to say one, two, three, go. And then uh, when you hear me say go, hit play on your remotes. And uh, probably when I hit play on my remote, I'll just hear a chomping sound. <laughs> oh, that wouldn't be good. No, it wouldn't. We'd be doing take two and three just like we did with that fucking intro. But, <laughs> yeah, so everybody grab your stuff. All right, get ready. One, two, three, go. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's working. I see that beautiful new line cinema. Which, like, I always get nostalgic when I see this, Zach, because um, I was really... You know, I was really going to the movies at a young age, but I think, you know, the age I was where I started really remembering a lot of stuff was the really the the boom period of New Line Cinema between like, you know, 84 to like 97, you know. Oh, they're eating the logo. Oh, they ate Day's it good. all up. Tastes good. Tastes logo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which reminds me, you know, we were just talking about the uh, old Dan Opera, our boy Charlie, oh, he got him. his credit there. Ah, the fucking king, fucking King Chad himself, king Charlie. Chad Charlie. Fucking, yeah, we were talking and like, yeah, fucking your Blu-ray player thought this was his dinner and shit. I think it was mad because the back of the, the Blu-ray box says that the fucking, the making of documentary they got has Scott Grimes on it and it don't. Yeah. Were they just looking through the IMDb like, okay, uh, copy and paste all the actors from the movie? Didn't realize like, oh, that we didn't get the main guy from the movie. Yeah, Oops. he 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 was going through his painful divorce with Adrian Padalecki from their six month marriage at the time. He couldn't make it to the interview session. Man, well, is that the girl he's on the show with? The space show, yeah, yeah, Orville, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. babe. They got babe. married. Yeah. They got married and they quickly got divorced. Exactly. See, she was just like, oh, I got to fucking marry Bradley Brown from the Critters movies. They're fucking dog. And then she fucking, he's ass. She didn't know, like, he he also, like, fucking, he doesn't fucking uh, shave his back or something. She's like, oh, that fucking ginger red hair all over his back. I can't do it. He was hung. He was too hung. He kept tearing her up inside. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Fucking. Oh, we're seeing right now, we're seeing our boy, Charlie. We don't know it's Charlie yet, but he's one of the bounty hunters. And they're going around. Yeah, we're seeing some cool-ass new uh, fucking alien uh, designs for the movie. We only see them once. Yeah, each, each well, at least the first two Critters movies, they pretty much open up like they're going to be like a Return of the Jedi-type space opera movie. Mm-hmm. Look so, at that. Yeah, really good. Dog. Yeah. yeah. And you got them cool rotoscoping guns. Exactly. Now, I want to ask you about this. This is produced by Barry Opper. He had to be Don Opper's brother, I think. They are. They were related. And from what the how the story goes, it's like media entertainment was putting out like you know critters, and they were getting money, and maybe it was like a really high selling uh, VHS, yeah. and they wanted to get part two going. So they're like, yeah, they were trying to get it going, and fucking you know, eventually, uh, you know, they they got into it, and uh, of course, like you know, New High Cinema, they're like, oh yeah, we want to branch out, have more franchises, because like you know. 
Nightmare on Elm Street are big and all this uh-huh. stuff. So they're like, Critters 2, let's do it. And apparently, as the story goes, the fucking, uh, you know, fast forward to when they're getting ready to, you know, premiere the movie, and nobody's there because they didn't, like, you know, brainstorm and focus group the idea of whether or not people wanted a Critters 2, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because, like, sometimes, and I know it's, like, hard to imagine now, but sometimes they're successful movies that, like, they did well. But people didn't really like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, real quick. Apparently, uh, the Fifth Element aliens are in there. The one of the the heads yeah. right there. If you can look at it. Yeah. Yeah, like it looks like the Fifth Element alien. It also looks like that alien that was um, just in the last Star Wars movie too. Now, when this is kind of like a Star Wars moment where they talk to the alien on the hologram. When I first saw this this alien, I thought it was like a little puppet guy. Because he's, like, mm-hmm. moving kind of funny. But when you show him up close, he's got a real movie mouth that you can tell ain't, like, a puppeted mouth. So, like, I think it's, like, a real guy in a giant alien suit, and then somebody's just puppeting the arms. That is uh, Mick Garris's wife in the alien suit, actually. Amazing. She. Uh, this is the first time he put her in one of his movies. Apparently, she was really adamant about being in this movie. She really wanted to, so he gave her a, okay, you can be in the movie, and he gave her this part that she, no one will fucking know who she was. And apparently, she had a hard time with it because she's, like, claustrophobic and stuff. And she probably got she glued to, into that thing for hours. Exactly. She ended up doing, like, fucking uh, some, uh, like, quaaludes or something to get through that time or something. Yeah. Hey, we got our boy, though, Bradley Brown, coming in. Hey, just real quick, Zach, I don't know if you know this, but Diet Snapple Tea, it's got a new look, but the same great taste. Hell, yes. You gotta love when they put that on the fucking uh, box. Hell, yeah. yeah. What they also don't tell you, that new look uh, includes the, the bottle being half as big, too, for the same price. <laughs> Exactly. Fucking cheapskates. Now, this is one thing I wanted to talk to you about, because we talked about it a little bit on the Critter Show, and... um. I don't know if it, we ever proved it or disproved it, but like there's always the thing about is Critters a Gremlins ripoff because it came out right after, right around the same time, whatever. And people are like, nah, it, you know, it was really made before. We didn't rip it off. And, um, you know, it was, it was, it was either written or sh- partially shot and then it took a while to come out or something. And mm-hmm. I gotta say, like, maybe that's true because, I mean, th- they made the sequel, I think, like two years later, but like, I remember when I was a kid, like, I was like, you know, I felt like I was roughly around the same age as Bradley Brown was in the first movie. But then you see this one, he seems like so much more grown up. Mm-hmm. Probably just hit the that age. Puberty. Probably about, yeah, 15 or something around this time, probably. Now, I gotta be honest with you, and this is actually not a joke, even though it's gonna sound like it. When I was watching this other night, and this young, like, I don't know what he is, punk rocker, rock and roll guy coming with this bum in this barn, I thought they were going in there to have sex. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> I that really, would have made the movie better. Hell yeah. Because there's just something about, like, when you when you watch these old movies from the 80s, anytime anybody goes into an old barn, an old cabin, like, they're always going in there to have sex. And, like, it totally didn't even dawn on me. <laughs> I, for, just... I forget what that guy's name is, but that's actually Lars from uh, Heavyweights. I go. am Lars. I'm feeling skinny, Tony. Very Chad. So he could have been fucking this old guy, turned around, double back, and fucked our boy Ben Stiller and fucking heavyweights. Yeah. The fucking King Chad Lars here. 
Yeah, know. they're actually going there because uh, he's like he brought him there because he needs help. Or no, he brought him he brought him these uh, eggs that he found these big fucking eggs. That, like, what the hell laid these things? As we know, it's the critter eggs. But like he brought them there. Like, oh yeah, uh, you need to help me bring uh, take these somewhere else or something. So he's gonna do that, and he's gonna fucking uh, basically yeah, they're gonna get mistaken for the fucking Easter bunny eggs. And uh, long story short. It's pretty dog. Yeah, I was gonna say too. Do you remember Zach? Like, I I meant to pop in the first critters. I mean, it's in the same box. So you think I would have done my damn research? But I could have sworn when we watched the first critters at the very end, and it showed the eggs. There's like three eggs, and this time there's like forty. Exactly. See, this is probably like two years later. So the they must have been just buying their time, hanging out, chilling, fucking just smoking some dank nugs and shit, <laughs> laying more fucking. eggs. Yeah, just like, oh, we're buying our time. We're going to grow our numbers before we strike again. We don't want Bradley Brown to fuck us up again, that little bitch. Now, we got to talk about this dumb girl who's the female lead. She comes in and parks her truck in between two cars, and then she has to, like, first she opens the door. It's, like, literally two inches from there. Oh, look at this babe running down the street. I couldn't believe how they put such a hot babe so early in the movie. fucking grandma on Gilf. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then she has to climb out on the hood. It's like, and then when you look at the shot here, you realize, she, like, she could have parked more straight in the middle and just opened the door and got out instead of have to climb out the window and bang that person's door up and all that shit. What a dumbass. Oh, fucking genius. They just wanted that shot of her coming ass first out of the exactly. truck, I think. Exactly. But, but like, she's not even the hottest girl in the movie because here's another hot girl here. Our girl Lynn Shay. Shay. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. As the Fucking redhead. Stacy. Yeah. Stacy. Fucking I, hell yeah. This might even been before she was in the hidden. She was in the hidden as well, another new line movie. Oh yeah, I like to fucking hide my salami, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Lynn Shay. Something about Mary, she should have been the one with the cum in her hair. Exactly. She would have been if it was me. Exactly, Ben Stiller's character, but that that girl that fucking parked the car all stupid and shit came out ass first. That's Leanne Curtis. She was in Sixteen Candles, yeah, which you did, and uh, fucking uh, girlfriend. I, did, I didn't do, but I love it. <laughs> oh wait, you didn't do Sixteen Candles? Which uh-huh. one did you do? We did Pretty in Pink. Oh yeah, exactly. I didn't say Sixteen Candles. I that was uh, that didn't happen. That never happened. I never fucked up. I never fuck up. We never make mistakes on the movie graveyard. We don't. And she was also with our boy, fucking uh, the great Chad. Uh, fucking, uh, he made that documentary about pedophilia in Hollywood. Uh, Corey. Fucking, uh, Corey Feldman, exactly. Yeah. He was in uh, Rock and Roll High School Forever, the sequel to Rock and Roll High School. She was in that, too. I know he, they keep talking about making a movie out of his book or whatever. Uh, but I think if they do, I think he should play both Corys, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah, they do some of that state-of-the-art green screen work they do in this movie at the end when Charlie sees Charlie. Exactly. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh yeah. So this is where we find out that hot babe that was running on the street in the tight, uh, uh, I was going to say yoga, but it wasn't even yoga. Back then, it was like aerobics outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually his grandma. Hell, yeah. 
That's his grandma, Bradley Brown. She's hanging out. She's like a vegan and stuff. She's all on this health food kick. She she's taking care of these kids and like yeah, they're basically she's uh you know orchestrating the Easter egg hunt, which we'll see later in the movie. She's got uh, like she's running a daycare or something. But like yeah, fucking uh, later on she'll give a kid a chocolate bunny and she's like that's not chocolate and it's some vegan shit. It's like I would have been if I was that kid, I would have thrown that shit right back in her face. Exactly. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I like this. I like this. The the kid eating the paste or whatever. Fucking Adam Sandler <laughs> stole that, and uh, fucking Billy Madison exactly. He probably stole the actual footage. Should we talk about the setup though? Because like at the end, uh, the the bounty hunters they use like uh, alien magic to make their exploded house like all come back together or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then we find out in this movie, even though they got their house fixed, everything like that, that they just abandoned the house quickly. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even still, sell it. They just abandoned it. He still has that remote, too. Yeah. And, like, now it has other uses. Like, it fucking it calls them and shit, like, yeah. too. So, pretty dang. Very convenient. Very Look convenient. at that doggo. That's a nice doggo. Yeah, he's probably, well, he's, yeah, he's definitely dead by now. This movie's so old. Uh, that's a Guadalupe El Dago. I would fucking, I would uh, rub that fucking Chad dog's tummy. I, I was gonna mention too the 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 whenever uh, we meet Brad Brown, he's he's driving in the bus, and I I noticed like that dude driving the bus. He looks like Scatman Crothers when he's looking in the rearview mirror. He does. They should have got Scatman. I would have combed. I would have too. So this is eighty eight. Do we remember what year the first one came out? Two years before, I think. Like eighty six something. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like the like, and they keep saying in this movie, like, "Oh, Brad Brown, you've been gone for two years for two years." But like, yeah, it's. I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. It's like, like, is it just to explain why they wouldn't have discovered those eggs in their barn? <laughs> Maybe probably yeah. just to explain why he's older now and stuff. Yeah. They couldn't bring back E.M. at Walsh, so they recast the sheriff here. Yeah, did he, you, he did, did you did you get any uh, info about why he didn't come back? It just they mentioned he didn't want to come back. Yeah, Fucking, uh, he, he didn't he think they not, could top the first one. <laughs> he didn't exactly. But I gotta say, I'm I'm blanking on uh, this guy's name, but um. But he's really well known. And then, like, as you watch the movie, because I noticed that too, I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot." Because I do remember this guy being in it. I just didn't remember that he was the same character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when you watch it, like, he he kind of has some more action bits, and he's more of a badass than Emma Walsh is. So I, I don't even think Emma Walsh could have uh, like really pulled this off. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then this one has a more comedic feel to it. The 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 original's kind of a, you know straight kind of B uh, monster movie, and I, I think you mentioned like oh yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that the the script was written before Gremlins, but right. when Gremlins was huge, like obviously they're like oh like green light shit that like Gremlins that we got. Yeah. So yeah, it it's kind of built as a Gremlins ripoff, but it predates it in the script department. Yeah, and this this movie was written during, um, you know, like when they was counting all the box office receipts from Gremlins, and the New Line was getting jealous. So they, they were like oh, yeah. more fake Gremlins. Exactly. 
So we we have some. Uh, I knew his name, and I thought this was it. The the new sheriff is played by Barry Corbin. There's some fun facts uh, on trivia. It says, did you know he lost most of his hair in the '90s due to a condition called alopecia areata? Since then, he often appears on screen either with his head shaved or wearing a hat. Fun facts. Very Chad. Fucking he, he didn't let the fucking uh, apicia fuck with oh. him. And he's got a great quote too. He says, "Bill Cosby, you know, he's a delightful guy." Fuck, you can't fucks with that. Mm. You can't fucks with that. He's a, he was elected sheriff. They fucking didn't uh, reelect him, yeah. so he tried to fucking uh, you know leave town when the critters came back. But you know he he didn't stay gone for long. He came back and he saved the day anyway. Yeah, he he has a weird bumper sticker that they partially ripped off. I'm thinking because it was too offensive or something. But I always wanted to know like what the rest of that bumper sticker said. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, it says something like I break I break for old dogs and and then that part's ripped off, so I don't know what it says. Chad's probably. Probably one of them. <laughs> probably Chad, Chad's and Stacy's. I was gonna say, because you, you know how you said Mick Garris's wife played the alien at the beginning? Mm-hmm. Well the, the her IMDB picture is actually a picture of that alien. <laughs> <laughs> Genius. Genius. Like we we missed past it, but that when that guy because he traded the critter eggs for some beer and a stack of Playboys for some reason like that shot of like the beer and the Playboys when he's driving down the the road in the the open top Jeep and the the Playboy flies out I don't know why that was like one of the main things I remembered of this movie as a kid it was so fucking weird when I was watching it because I haven't watched this movie since the eighties and I was Dog. like it's really weird like I must have seen this on cable a lot of times because like. I distinctly remember the time I saw Critters in the theater, but I don't remember going to see this, so I think I might have just like seen this on HBO a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. Did you notice uh, our boy Ben Shapiro was working the cash register at the Hungry Heifer right there? <laughs> That's not Ben Shapiro. <laughs> that is Ben Shapiro. He still works there. We just talked to him when we got our shit for the takeout. If that was Ben Shapiro when we, when we ordered our sandwiches, he would have destroyed us with facts and logic. Oh, he did though. He, he fucking did a couple times. He does in this movie. We'll we'll see later. I'll bring it up when it comes up. This is yeah. This is really our main boy, who I love, Eddie Deason. Oh yes, I love Eddie Eddie Deason. He always played a great nerd who always got like boobs in his face in movies in the eighties. I was wondering why you weren't just rolling with my joke that it was because <laughs> I wanted to point out Eddie Deason because I forgot he was in this, but he's awesome. Oh yeah. But later on, I did remember it was in it because that part where he goes. <laughs> Exactly, but yeah, we'll just pretend like it's been Shapiro for now. <laughs> exactly, but yeah, we're we're seeing a Brad Brown. Uh, he's meeting up with the bully. Fucking yeah, he's he's trying to fucking uh, steal his. Uh, basically, uh, yeah, he shows up. They're like fucking. We don't want you around here, fucking critter boy. Fucking with his, with your weird ass stories about the fucking fur balls and shit. Very very unchad and uh, unbased. And they fucking kicked him out. Fucking, he's gonna beat the shit out of him. But our girl came, picked him up, and saved him. Saved him, baby. But she didn't pick him up as much as she was driving by, and he jumped into her car before she drove away. Exactly. I was well, gonna he... say though that, that whole scene, like, doesn't that smell a little bit like they're ripping off Back to the Future? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, because Grimes even has like a, a Michael J. Fox miniature hero type vibe going on, and the other guy is definitely. Uh, definitely cast for his biffness, I think. They missed the life preserver, though. Yeah. Exactly. Very unchad. 
baby, aren't you? I wish we could just still wear our hair the, nowadays the way Scott Grimes is wearing in this movie and get away with it. Scott Grimes is the fucking king. Fucking, uh, yeah. He, he's the fucking definitive uh, ginger, he, like I think of. He's so, like, he, he's got the red hair and the freckles down. He's got freckles. He's the only fucking person I've ever seen has a has a freckle on his lip, though. You ever notice that? Yeah, which if he got a freckle on his lip, you know he got a freckle on his dick. Hell yeah, it's fucking Chad. I love how that fucking old guy eats some of that dog food. I know. It probably Very tastes fucking. pretty good. Yeah, it just looked like some canned chili or something. It did, wolf chili from The Howling. If you ever seen Hell that movie, yeah. they're always eating wolf chili. <laughs> That's good shit. Yeah. It's it, it's sad when like I watch these movies now and like like if I had to like resemble any of the characters, I'd probably be more like this old hobo that runs this fucking shop. Like, this guy's a fucking Chad. He eats he fucking canned chili. Fucking, he feeds his dog canned chili. That's good shit. Like, it his is. dog ain't going hungry. Mm-mm. He's eating like a fucking king. Okay, he just walks around with a warthog head underneath his Hell yeah, very Chad. Yeah. Okay, he's got two jaw lines, his real one and the warthogs. Fucking, that's, <laughs> he gets all the pussy. And, like, basically he gets these big-ass eggs and they're like, He's like, what the fuck am I going to do with these? This old chick, fucking uh, Scott Grimes, Riley Brown, his grandma, comes in. Oh, we can use this for the fucking Easter egg hunt. And he's trying to get so, like extra money, even though he didn't know what the fuck to do with them. Uh-huh. Very Chad. Very Chad. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think he's losing money on this because he gave the kid like one or two cases of, of generic beer, which I mean, I guess it was cheap because it's generic. But then he threw in the Playboys, and now he's selling them half of them for twenty bucks. He's probably losing money because it wasn't that that beer alone. Probably at least more than twenty bucks or close to it. Probably. He's a yeah. shitty businessman. Not good, but he's still a Chad. He is. Yeah, exactly. And he is like we're basically the most like him now, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the the, the girl, because uh, she's a reporter, her dad runs the paper. She's trying to find out all about where the Browns get. Like, she sees Bradley Brown, and she thinks it's going to be the story of the century because everybody knows he was the space boy who mm-hmm. made up the fake stories about the critters. Hell yeah. Because, you know, like, it definitely uh, didn't get seen by anybody else in the first movie when they was in the bowling alley, when they was in the church. When they was yeah. <laughs> Nobody saw any of that. You can't trust those fuckers. You can't trust the sheriff of the town. No, no, Harv. <laughs> exactly. And then their boy, the the town trunk, just fucking disappeared ever since. Mm-hmm. And as we find out, he's been in space helping the bounty hunter. He's like, he's got this like character arc in this movie where it's like, fucking, he's afraid to go back to Earth because back there, you know, he's a nobody and shit. He's a, maybe he's afraid he's gonna fall back into his old habits or something. He's gonna get the booze in again. Maybe up in space, uh, fucking, they have really good AA meetings and shit, or maybe they just don't have the alcohol. Maybe that's the only reason he's clean now. Who knows? As soon as he gets back to Earth, he starts drinking. <laughs> Exactly. Very Chad. Fucking. So yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't do it though. He's, he's very fucking. He he, he keeps his uh, composure. No, this is really good writing because it sets up that the uh, critter eggs they all finally hatch after two years because they're all near heating vents. Like uh, oh, yeah. I guess it never got that hot in the summertime in that barn or anything. 
They were there to keep him warm. The mama critter wasn't there to sit yeah. on. <laughs> she get. I need a prequel, Critters One and a Half, where it's all about the mama critter blowing out more eggs for two years, and then she yeah. goes hunting for food and gets just run over into the road, and that's how it ends. Maybe the mama critter was that big one at the end of the first one. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, the fucking blew her the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Very not cool. Now the junk shop owner, he is a Chad, but. But yeah, like he he doesn't do too well in defending himself from critters, and we'll see that in a second. Exactly, the baby critters even fuck him up. Yeah, there. I think there's no shame in getting killed by like, like two adult critters, but when you have like five or six just shitty baby critters, it's shameful. Exactly. Not even the fucking cool hand puppet critters. They're like yeah. rod puppet critters. Very low yeah, T. Very low T. I want to know where I can get some of this beer. Exactly. You always see in the movies they have beer that just says beer on it. That's fucking awesome. Look at that. They killed the doggo. Very unshatted the critters. They like made him emaciated too. Yeah. He's all sucked in. Maybe like it's like a that scene from a scary movie where he comes and he gets yeah. like that. Maybe they <laughs> sucked his cum out first. He's like <laughs> At least the dog had a nice orgasm before he died. Exactly. What a way to go. Exactly. So yeah, this is a guy, the junk shop owner. He's all dressed up for church or whatever. He's he like gets on a little tiny stool. Like mm-hmm. he's trying to grab up on the rafters to hold on. But while they're eating the stool, I was like, couldn't he just jump off and try to run out? Like you'd have to. That's that's the only thing. But he's a fucking yeah. He's he's too he's too it to fucking yeah. just run. He, he's gonna gonna go out like that. Let the baby I was love. Yeah, I like that shot. Of the the bite they take out his foot, too. yeah, like, it was good. ow. Which which I gotta say, like I was kind of surprised when I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. I was blown away that this movie was PG thirteen, and it's it's really yeah. more when you get to the guy in the bunny suit. I'm like, damn, this is kind of violent for PG thirteen. And then my mind was blown when the bounty hunters get to Earth and find the Playboy. But we'll get to that in a second. This is one of them movies. It was came out at that special time where, yeah, you could get that in a PG-13 movie. Very Chad. Because the thing that's funny is there's a lot of movies like that were R back in the day, and people go, "Oh, that would be PG-13 now." P- oh, it would just so it would just be PG-13. And like, I feel like people never like really tell the truth about ratings because if this movie that was PG-13 in 1988 or whenever it was, this movie would be NC-17 now. <laughs> dog the cu- yeah. the cucks would not allow this in, in yeah. neither in your local theater or on your disney plus they're too loosely circumcised to do that exactly speaking of which did, circumcision did you get to see a chance to see the snyder circumcision i didn't yeah. did you watch that i did i love what did you think i loved it dog. i thought the original version which everybody hated was had some obvious flaws but it wasn't too bad of a movie it had some good part it was like a movie that like wasn't good as an overall movie but it had good parts and then mm-hmm. the snyder circumcision kind of like you know he peeled the foreskin back and like mm-hmm. un, you know he un, unfurled the full length of it and it uh it, it all came together for me exactly made it a real hey. movie this is one of those uh, movies where he's got an old picture and it's just a still frame from the first movie I was going to tell you about that. <laughs> exactly. I didn't know there was a cameraman when they were shooting slingshots. 
Yeah, how's come the cameraman didn't tell his fucking dad, Billy Greenbush, that it was fucking really Brad that shot his fucking, his fucking uh, or it was really Charlie that shot his, his sister in the fucking ass with that slingshot? Well, you know what's funny when they do that, Zach, is like, don't all movies, even low-budget movies, and I get they weren't thinking about a sequel when they made the first one, they're probably just running and gunning, but don't they all do like those, like, uh, what do you call them, like publicity shots or whatever, where they're just standing around? Like, on the mm-hmm. set? Couldn't they just done one of him and Charlie, you know what I mean? Yeah, start telling. And I like how it was, like, nice and crisp. They could have at least folded it up and, like, made it shitty to where, like, and mm. maybe to distract them from the fact it was a screenshot. But, nah, they just got it developed at the local pharmacy and put it exactly. in that box. That old dusty box had a perfect picture in it. I always remember this scene too. Yeah, me too. I always remember the shot of the bunny when it's melting near the vent. Dog. And one of those little toys under there. I think they're what those are called, like Mad Balls or something. Like yeah, yeah, monster heads. That, yeah. With the faces on them. Yeah. Which, yeah, like uh, they probably saw that and thought of the critters. Like, because I remember yeah. thinking that as a kid, and they were like, "Let's have this and put it in the movie." Genius. Like, we've seen some pictures recently of some guys that own some critter props. But have they ever done, like, a full run? Like, you know how a couple of years ago, from the molds and shit, they made the gremlins that were, like, full rubber you could buy for, like, 150 bucks or 200 bucks. I wonder, I wonder oh, if yeah. anybody's reproduced, like, the critters in a, in a mass where you can buy them, you know? I know I've seen fan-made ones, but never, like, you know, mass, like, fucking... Uh, what what are they called? Uh, Trick or Treat Studios needs to get yeah, on that. They do. Now I was going to ask you, what did you think of, about the critter eggs? Because to me, they look like they were different colors than they were in the first movie when they showed them. They're like gr- kind of green and brownish in this one. Like, and they also seem like maybe they're a little bit bigger. Yeah, I saw that they they use like some kind of apples for the props of the critter eggs, and this yeah. one might be why. Okay, that makes sense. Forget what kind of apples were. Never heard of him. This is the new sheriff right here. He's very low T. <laughs> He's so low T. He's probably got a tampon in right here in the scene. Exactly. But yeah, they got him to play the Easter Bunny, and it's not going to work out too good for our boy here, as we see in the movie. I got. I gotta say, um, when I was watching this the other night, because I remember like loving this movie as a kid. Um, I like. I think when I was a kid, I even preferred two over one. Which mm-hmm. which now I think I kind of maybe favor one a little bit more just just because it's the original you know what I mean, but mm-hmm. um when I was like this point of the movie I was like I was kind of disappointed in all honesty because I was kind of like this movie seems like so cheap compared to the first one and like I even looked it up on my phone like during this section of the movie the first movie cost three million to make this one actually cost four and I'm just like. The first one just seemed so much bigger in scope and scale, and this one just seemed like it was just about this like small town of like dildos running around. But boy, was mm-hmm. I wrong! Because when this movie picks up in the second half, it's like nonstop action, and it gets a, it gets to be awesome. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that little kid back there with the, he has blonde hair, but it reminds me of uh, Junior from Problem Child. <laughs> it did, yeah. Well, we were going to do Problem Child at one point, we but were. you couldn't find the Blu-ray or DVD of it. We yeah, need to do that. Yeah, couldn't find the Blu-ray. And, uh, and, I, and I, thought, I thought my boys at Bull Moose was, was going to get it for me, but then they had it, but it was, uh, you could technically buy it, but then it said, I don't know how this works, if they charge you now, charge you later, but it said, special order, we'll try to get it for you. 
dog. We'll try, baby. <laughs> we'll try. But you, but you know what? You know what I was thinking, Zach, is uh, maybe it will work out for me in the long run because um, uh, they uh, Universal just started licensing a lot of their '80s and '90s movies to both Mill Creek and what's the other one, Kino Lorber. So I've been buying a bunch lately, like in the last two months, that are uh, you know whatever, um, uh, like reissues. So I'm, I'm hoping they'll do that with Problem Child. It, oh, yeah. It's funny, too, because, like, when Problem Child was in print, it was only, like, a $10 Blu-ray, like, when you could get it. And then, like, the sequel, everybody's, like, twenty four ninety nine. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, I remember. I, did, I didn't realize the second one came out on Blu-ray. Did it? Yeah, it did. It's, it, oh. it, it's, I think that's the one you can actually still buy at places, but it's, like, super expensive. It's, like, 20 25 bucks. Hmm, I thought I saw the first one on sale on Amazon recently for 10 bucks. Maybe it came back in print, because that's another thing, because the pandemic is, I got kind of burnt when the pandemic was first starting last summer. Everything was going out of print, because, you know, like, mm-hmm. just even stuff that was in print, they they couldn't make new copies of it. So I, I bought up a lot of shit at, like, full price that they just end up reprinting a couple months later and fucking... Yeah. I still got my uh, double feature DVD, baby. Dude, they don't. Did- Fucking, they didn't include the third one, uh, thankfully. <laughs> Which was Fucking made for that. TV. Look, exactly. We gotta talk about that kid, that kid. He knocked the critter egg on the floor, and, and then it, like it started like coming out some green shit. And, mm. and then he, you notice that he like picked it up, and when nobody was looking, he threw it out the window like it was a cummy sock or something. Yeah, he knows. He knows. <laughs> the way he acted was so sinister. Exactly. And the fucking the critter, uh, he was he was still in there, baby. I don't know. Did did the critter that was in there get out, or is he just was that shot to show that he was pissed off that he killed his his brother? Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't decide how to take that. I thought it was like the critter jumped out, but like when, when they show the critters hatching, they kind of like fake hatch on some of the shots. Like there's just a balloon that keeps expanding, and then they go, then they shrink back down. And the, the, like I wanted like the Jurassic Park type shot where it cracks and you see the little hand come out, but they never really did Dog. that. That shot right there where it shows the critters jumping into a suit. Yeah, I always it, it, like it creates an optical illusion for me where I just see one critter bar jump in, jump out, jump in, jump out real quick. Oh, I see what you're saying. I don't know why, but every time I watch it. If we weren't doing a commentary, I'd uh, rewind it and see if that's what really happened. Exactly. Fucking very low to you on my part. Speaking of which, I want to I throw a shout out to our boy Mendoza. Because when he listened to our Savage Street show, he put a photo on Instagram of a guy at a hot dog stand. And he, he said that that's what the episode inspired him to do. So, oh, yeah. Thank you, Mendoza. Mendoza, oh. Mendoza always leaving comments and shit. Thank you, Mendoza. I appreciate you listening to the show, buddy. He's the Omega. Hell he yeah. is. He rules us did, all. Did you notice that whenever the uh, the Easter Bunny jumped in, he had his shit zipped up? I think the yeah. critters were just trying to help him zip that shit up. <laughs> They probably want to keep eating his balls, and they're afraid of exactly. if it wasn't zipped up that they would fall out or something. Mm-hmm. They'd see him in there, fucking munching on some grindage. You know, you know who I wish would have uh, played the love interest in this movie for Scott Grimes is uh, I wish they would have got the girl that played his sister in the first one. <laughs> I liked her a lot better. He comes back and he's just like, "I want to fuck my sister." Why not? Or at the very least, include her. Just say, like, both of them are coming back to visit the grandma. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, they. I watched the uh, the making of before this, and they mentioned that like there was never any talk to include D. Wallace, yeah, or anybody else. Like just not because they didn't think like, oh yeah, that'd be interesting to see him, but just because like by the time they all got involved, the script that was written or was just already mostly like this, and it just needed like yeah. one rewrite. And like Meg Garris added like uh, the Easter kind of thing. I think they kind of alluded to like Easter being around the corner in the original, but he added like kind of yeah. this scene with the Easter bunny and like uh, the critter ball was his idea too. Yeah, I, I actually, don't get me wrong, I actually like the girl that plays the love interest in this. She actually is kind of a cool character. She's, she's she's yeah she's cool in real life too uh on facebook i fucking uh she, like she uh she's like fucking wish me a happy birthday like three oh. years like fucking crazy the, the chick from these movies is fucking telling me happy birthday she was on episodes of married with children for god's sakes she, she's awesome dog it's just one Great of the chick. things i wish they had more continuity from the first one mm-hmm they could have just said this was uh, the original sheriff's brother or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it works either way. I always forget they recast him until I watch it again. And then it's like, oh, yeah. It, it's kind of weird because like, I'm not a fan of recasting parts just because you can't get an actor. Like, it always makes a movie seem cheap. But it, it's like, this is the weird case where like I think it kind of works because, like, part one, you kind of want Harv to just be like how M.M. watches. It uh, was just like, oh. Gee, what's going on? Like, you kind of wanted to be a scaredy pant fuck. But, mm-hmm. like, this one, it's kind of cool that they kind of got, like, a, a more slimmer, trimmer, kind of honorary, badass type guy. You know what I mean? Hell yes. And if it wasn't for this guy, our boy Scott might not have even kissed the girl at the end of the movie because it's all his idea. Yeah. Okay. He looks really satisfied when he finally does. As if he was sitting there inside the bus jacking off just out of, you know, frame of the camera. Exactly. There is Harv's bumper sticker, but I'm so stupid. I didn't realize that watching it right now on a seven inch screen, there was no way I was going to be able to read it. <laughs> oh, okay. I could barely read it when I watched it on a 65 inch screen the other night. Mm hmm. Here's the scene where the fucking the, the bounty hunters finally touched yeah. down on Earth. And our boy Charlie is going to find that playboy that fell out of the back of the dude's uh, truck as he was driving. And the fucking, our boy uh, Lee, fucking, uh, he he can still, like, switch his face. So, like, he opens it up to the centerfold, and we get this picture of this chick with her boobies. Mm. We see the boobies, and it's a PG-13 movie. For How a long time, too. Yeah. For a long time. And he, he changes into her, and uh, because he's got, like, a tight, you know, suit on, he, he, the boobies break out of his suit, and we see the boobies. It's very Chad. Yeah, and the lady is Roxanne Kernahan. I could never tell. Like, I, I rewound it and tried to look at the girl in, like, the Playboy magazine. Is it the same girl? Can you tell? I wasn't sure. It is. Okay. It's actually a fun fact that uh, she did Playboy, but they were never published. Mm. So whenever they were doing the movie, they got in contact with Playboy and were able to get her like unpublished pictures and use the logo and everything. So yeah, she, those are real Playboy pictures. They just never came out. But then, oh. like a year after the movie, she she was in like a a movie they put out or some kind of like uh, some kind of Playboy uh, infomercial or something. Like, yeah, probably because of the movie. I don't know though. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, because when, when it's a, the bounty hunter is, like, transforming, you get, like, close-up shots of, like, rubber breasts and stuff. Which turns you on more, the real breasts or, like, the prosthetic ones? Oh, I would just, I would uh, come in between both of them, baby. Yeah. I have to say, uh, it's very sad, uh, the, this this beautiful woman, Roxanne Kernahan, uh, she passed away in 1993 at the age of 32. A couple of years after making the movie, yeah. She got in a car accident or something. Yeah, it doesn't say, but yeah, probably would have to be something like... But yeah, she was awesome. I really liked her, and like, uh, I don't know, like, they kind of like play in the first one that lee the bounty hunter he can never like it seems like he's always changing because he can never find a face that he likes but in Mm -hmm. this one it's almost like they start to make it seem like he uh like he has to change whenever he sees a new face you know what i mean yeah like the just a a new visual gag to throw in yeah Yeah. they kind of update and make garris kind of cheapens the whole thing it's almost like he wants to take his face off his face off Exactly. How many times have I used that gif? It never gets old. It never does. I was I was I was going to tell you before the the shot at the um, the shots at the the church when they were doing the Easter egg hunt and they kept laying the eggs down and and the well, it was supposed to be the dirt, but it, it, not only did it look like sand, it looked like like they just made little boxes of kitty litter and put plants in it. <laughs> It might have been so, because uh, also a fun fact, this movie, it, it takes place in the spring or summer or something, but, like, they actually filmed it, like, just before, like, Christmas time, and it was, like, uh, they had to, like, you know, cancel shoots because it was snowing and everything. There were times where, like, they'd go out to shoot and uh, the, the grass would be dead, so they'd have to spray paint the grass green. Uh-huh. That might have been part of the reason. And apparently, while they were, the day they ended up shooting that scene, with the the topless uh, bounty hunter girl, it was like three degrees or something, Damn. and uh, yeah, they all felt really bad because she had to be topless through the whole shoot uh, that day. So they thought, had like covers and shit ready for whenever. The special, yeah, the special effect of the like the corpse that comes out is pretty good. It's pretty gory too. Dog, the critters look cool in this one too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can never tell which uh, kind of like. It seems like they they slowly and progressively get bigger, and yeah. it was probably because like after making the first one, they're they're much smaller, and they're probably that's a cool gag right there. Yeah, where he the blows critter. up, he bites the tire and he inflates. Exactly. But like yeah, they probably learned from like oh yeah, let's make them bigger because it was hard to fit in all the electronics and uh, you know for the the face you know moving and all that stuff. Uh, another like they wanted to make a kind of give more of the critters some more like character like things yeah. like so like they stand out more in this one yeah they it was great though like the puppeteering because there's like two critters standing in the doorway and then a bunch of the balled up ones start shooting out and like one like kind of came down too quick and like hit the hit one of the ones that was standing up in the head and it kind of blinked like it almost looked real like it was like reacting to getting bumped on the head that's pretty very good. dog very dog you know what's funny is uh i grew up calling them the chioto brothers i, yeah. I re- didn't realize they were it was pronounced kyoto brothers yeah. so like yeah i still fucking call them chioto brothers like i always did too i never knew exactly and and they still got that, that killer clown sequel on the way don't worry I'd like to see it happen, even though it, like it's such a new time for making movies. It'll probably be very, 
you know, because, well, I guess because they're very, uh, you know, practical effects heavy guys, they'll probably, you know, make it pretty practical effects throughout yeah. the movie. Yeah, it's hard telling. It is hard telling. Exactly. I, li- I like, too, the second he pressed the button to call the bounty hunters, like, the second he pressed it, a bounty hunter was blowing the door open and shooting them. Was the that just good timing, or does yeah. that... Does that remote have the the ability to trant like fucking make them holographically just show up? Well, I want to know too. Like, where did Lee get these clothes? Now she was butt naked before. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They had to fucking they had to get Charlie to design some new fucking outfits for him. Yeah. Very Chad. I forget what was the name of the, of the of the of Ugg the guy he impersonated like the rock star was like Johnny something. Peter Steele. Oh, Peter Steele. Okay. Maybe it was Johnny. It might or, have been Johnny. Or was yeah. Peter Steele the guy from Typo Negative? Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking terrible. Yeah, it was like Johnny. It was like Johnny Knight or some bullshit. Yeah, I forgot. But the song was "Power of the Night." Yeah. Job burning. They never reprised the song in this movie. Yeah, they should have the brought sequence. it back. McGarris. He should have known that we wanted to that fan service. <laughs> Is that this is kind of sad because he he sees Charlie for the first time in years and he's like oh I'm a bounty hunter now and he kind of blo- he kind of like oh you're not yeah. aren't you a drunk <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah it's sad <laughs> not very a very tone deaf of our boy fucking Grimes here it was Bradley Brown exactly well you know what was funny too uh, like didn't they like I don't know if it was just the teaser poster or what. But didn't they just reuse the same poster for Critters and put a two they on did. it? They did. Yeah. They did, yeah. It looks just like the first one. They just put a, a big uh, chrome two yeah. in between his hands. But like the video poster is better because they put the Critter Ball on there. Yeah, the, the Critter Ball is what I can remember. Mm-hmm. You were close. It was Johnny Steele was the name of the rock star. Johnny Steele. I want to say Johnny Knight. Yeah, I wanted to say Johnny Knight too, but I guess Jonathan Knight was from New Kids on the Block. This one. <laughs> yeah. This guy, the guy that plays the editor of the paper, the girl's dad. Like I forget his name, but man, this guy was in a lot, mostly sitcoms and shit. But this guy was in a lot of stuff back then. Oh yes. Isn't it weird, Zach? That like you know a lot of people that you saw nonstop on TV and movies. Like, as a kid, you think, like, oh, they're a big actor because I see them all the time. And then, like, years later, you, you find out they were getting paid, like, $1,000 for these roles and, like, could barely pay for a, a Hollywood apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Very low T, yeah. Right. It's like they brought so much hours of enjoyment. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't get paid for it, baby. It's like the uh, dad for Alf. You ever hear what happened to him? Uh uh-uh. yeah dad from alf um there's like literally video i guess somebody had a video camera uh you know this is years later after alf maybe five six maybe i don't know maybe even 10 years later but like yeah the dad for alf um he was um in a crack house and uh trading some sexual favors with some gentlemen to get his crack <laughs> damn yeah and the national Enquirer got a hold of that shit you know you know he probably was doing that for a while until somebody was like I'll get it on camera and then I'll sell it to somebody. That's sleazy. Exactly. The person that took that picture got paid for yeah. that. This month, this guy couldn't get paid enough to fucking live. But not cool. Exactly. Here's the the fucking the the the, the time that the fucking the critter showed up and just destroyed yeah. the hungry heifer. 
And they had to remodel that shit. It took so long, baby. I was going to tell you about the remodeling. Uh, I love the uh, design of the restaurant. Like, I, it's actually the place I would like to go. It, like, you're probably way too young. You probably didn't have it where you lived. But there was a chain of restaurants called Roy Rogers. That was a hamburger place. And it was very similar to Hungry Heifer. It had a Western theme. Oh, yeah. That scene right there where uh, her her uh, fucking gun comes out, it's very phallic, and uh, it makes me yeah. like a chick with a dick, and it gets me horny. Me too. Me too. It didn't really get me horny, but that's exactly what I thought. Oh, it got me horny seeing them big tits, and then that smile she gives, and the fucking the dicky there. Yeah. Very Chad. I, I love their scream. <laughs> yeah, the critters. Yeah, this is much more uh, fucking, uh, you know, Looney Tunes kind of uh, logic here. Yeah. Like uh, the eyeballs popping out of the head when he screams and then the blowing the top of his hair off. I love it when he got knocked in the fryer and then like he was frying with all his hair fell out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the critters, if you look at like just the very, fi- like the face part, like that doesn't have fur on it, but it kind of looks like... um. Uh, Chet from Weird Science when he gets turned into the monster. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Hey, you can see the the wires there. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool that that guy just leaped into action with a pitchfork and he got all wired up. You think that like uh, like that shot would have been done by somebody just kicking it like a soccer ball into right. the guy, but they use wires for it. Like yeah. I never noticed the wires until I watched it on Blu-ray recently. Yeah, to get prepared for the movie. I wonder if you saw. I love the shot of the critter going down the phone lines, like sliding down there. That was awesome. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, right I, there you can see. Oh the, yeah, the string. I wonder if you could see. Nah, there's no way you could see that on the VHS. Probably. Probably not. I never realized it until seeing it in this way. Yeah. Yeah, I always wanted a fucking critter. They're dog. I know, as a pet. Oh, yes. Did they ever really... Like, I know there's more sequels, but, like, these first two, they never really even, like, gave rules about how they multiply, right? Just pretty much just... They they just keep... I don't know, keep hatching, I guess. Yeah, they stayed away from that. Probably because of the gremlins. They didn't yeah. want it to be too obvious that they were jumping off the gremlins. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. Go ahead. I, I always want to, like, do those little prickly things they shoot at you. Do they make you, like, they just make you tired? Do they make you stoned? Could you, like, get lit on those things? Like, fucking just just tap the end of it and be, like, fucking, like, just zooming out your mind. Like, very donk. If you just took one and kind of, like, dabbed it on your tongue a little bit. Microdose the critter fucking yeah. uh, uh, spines. I was going to say, it's, it's very cool that they kind of have, like, the porcupine things, you know. That they can mm-hmm. shoot out like that. Who would win in a fight? The critters, the ghoulies, or the gremlins? Well, the ghoulies would have to just get destroyed instantly. Because, I mean, the ghoulies can't do shit, really. Like, they're, <laughs> they're, just, okay. they're just like a nuisance. I, the gremlins... The grim, I think the gremlins would have to win because they can reproduce in seconds. Right. Yeah, yeah. So like, like the critters one on one. Like if a critter fought a gremlin one on one, I think the the critter would win. But yeah, like if it was just like going at it, because the gremlins can reproduce at the the you know the fact like all a ghoulie can do is really come up out of the toilet and grab your balls or whatever. Oh yeah, they can. Uh, they can also uh, blend together, as we saw at the end of the second movie. Make yeah. a big ghoulie. Ghoulies, and they can also go to college. Exactly, they're fucking uh, informed and shit. <laughs> they're based in Red Dead. Exactly. 
The, uh, oh yeah, real quick. We we noticed whenever he turned into the the uh, Playboy model, um, there was a, a one of the what's that called a uh, a staple in the middle of yeah. the centerfold, and that was uh, you know it came out and he had to pull it out of his stomach. But right here, he's going to turn into Ben Shapiro. Yeah, and with facts like, and logic. Exactly, and then like uh, he doesn't have the glasses. He no. has to take his glasses and put them on. I that is that's how you get destroyed with facts and logic. Basically, exactly. Talk about movie being logic just the movie logic just destroyed us with facts. Basically, and what's worse is is Ben Shapiro then has to run around as the bounty hunter with like uh, Daisy Duke shorts on and shit. <laughs> exactly, stud, big stud. I kind of like this section of the town where it just looks like literally just like farm machinery sitting around, like they didn't know how to end the end of the town. Hmm. I meant to look it up if this was real time or not. It looks very stage. Like it's you know. uh, it's not. Yeah, they built the whole town in uh, man, Santa Monica or something, somewhere. I forget. Yeah, it's like really, uh, probably like Santa Barbara. I would think would probably have. I think room. so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like it's it's good. It looks like an old dust town and shit, but um. But yeah. Little Midwestern town. Yeah. They always set them in the Midwest. They want it to be like, oh, everywhere USA. The flyover states. Exactly. Yeah. Our, bo- our boy Eddie Deason, though, um, he, he really got to run around those Daisy Dukes and shoot that gun off. This is probably his most action packed uh, role ever. But, like, when the, when the, the bounty hunter pulled the staple out i always thought it was weird because it's like isn't that staple technically part of his flesh and he's just throwing it away <laughs> exactly fucking that that's how you get fucking uh destroyed with facts and logic the, the movie's <laughs> logic just destroyed us we can't understand it. mick garris destroyed with facts and logic you will actually destroy yourself if you try to think about it too long you will now this is kind of my favorite part of the movie, and part yeah. of the movie I loved is, uh, and, and like I feel like we get cheated. You know what I mean? We do because they could have got away with doing that. Yeah, for a little a section of the movie at least. Maybe they just like, oh, we don't want to. Uh, yeah, that would cost too much money to pay Robert England to show up for one day. Yeah, so you have a sign of videotape rentals, and then like they have a cardboard cutout outside the store. Like, not in the store, not in the window. It's just sitting outside. You know some kid would steal that in, like, one night. I would have. Yeah. That's the Freddy 2 fucking cutout. Yeah. I've actually yeah, we, seen those go for big bucks on eBay. Yeah, we see our boy fucking Lee getting ready to change again, and fucking we don't see what he's changing it to, because it's like, then the camera reveals, fucking, oh, it's a fucking cardboard cutout of Freddy Krueger, and it's outside, the, you know, a video store. So then fucking our boy Charlie, he freaks out like, oh, shit. And he pulls out the Playboy that he still got, puts it in front of it. So he turns back into the the, the chick with the big milkies. I got to say, when uh, as much as I love uh, Ben Shapiro, a.k.a. Eddie Deason, uh, I was so like, oh, my God. Like, I forgot <laughs> that happened because I remember the girl being in it like a lot, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, which actually she really isn't. But it seemed like to me when I was a kid. And I was just like, when uh, when it turned out old Charlie was carrying that Playboy around, I was like, thank God, because like, she's awesome. But then here she, in a, like, kind of a dumb way, she gets tricked into just going down a dark alleyway that's filled with uh, critters. 
Yeah, they definitely, uh, you could tell, like, they probably had this as one of the things in the movie. Because, like, Charlie's a bounty hunter now. So, like, oh, yeah, make one of the other bounty hunters die so that yeah. it's back to two bounty hunters. And, yeah, probably uh, just for that. Very unchad. Because she's very Stacy. She is. I wonder if this was, like, the same alleyway that uh, Freddy Krueger shot the drug the needles into the girl in Nightmare on Street 3. Cause it, oh, yeah. It looks very much the same. Want to get high? Oh, I just cummed in your arms. Oh, Hell yes. See, like, why did they never do that? Like, a yeah. dream where he's got a bunch of dicks on his fingers, <laughs> where he's got like dicks coming out of his uh, his like eyes and shit. When the fucking porno parody is smarter than the actual movie. Yeah. Did you <laughs> Did you hear they're releasing the? Uh, I can't remember what it was like. The Indian version of Nightmare on Elm Street, where it's like that guy running around like no makeup on in a Freddy Krueger sweater. The what version? It's It's like a foreign version. Like I think it's from India. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's real famous. I've seen clips of it on YouTube, like in the early two thousands. But uh, yeah, you can watch. I, I remember seeing the whole movie was on YouTube at one point. It was yeah. like two and a half hours long. I was like, I ain't watching this <laughs> two and a half hours. I guess a lot of Indian movies are really long. Uh, yeah. It's it, called like Tamil or something. All, all Indian movies are made by Zack Snyder. Dog. I thought this was interesting. They do like a projection screen on like a wax head that's got all these different alien faces on it. Yeah. The the script said like basically they didn't want to do like the melting and like, you know, like from the first one. They didn't want to do the same effect every time. Yeah. Like uh they, they transformed. So like they try to just like, you know, space it out and have different variations. So like this one in the script it said like he basically just really quickly goes through like a loop of everything he uh, like transformed into so far right. and like they couldn't they didn't know how they were going to do that and i think it was mick garris who was like let's uh let's put it on like eight millimeter like all the images and then just project it onto the head yeah it, it works pretty cool yeah there's like like gorilla looking aliens you see johnny Steele. it's pretty good very cool very chad johnny so what did you think, Zach? Because like how they have those backpacks that have the tubes coming off them, shit. I always thought the guns were like attached to the backpacks, but it doesn't seem like it in this one. Yeah, what are those? What do they do? Like, yeah. uh, there's a blue liquid coming out of it. That fucking yeah. What are they doing there? Who knows? The only thing I can think of maybe it's like a cooler. Like it shoots a uh, cool liquid through the through the things. If like they're bounty hunting on a planet that's like super hot, you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. One one thing you'll notice though, after, after this movie, you never see Charlie in these like bounty hunter suit, like no. uh, these uh, cover, like uh, these duds anymore. Like no. in part three, he's like, he's dressed like a hermit. He's like, yeah, fucking, like it just looked like he robbed a homeless guy, and he's got like one of those uh, leather hats on that like fucking droop down over your ears. It's like, uh, did they lower the budget of the fucking uh, bounty hunters? Well, speaking of part three, if people want to hear a commentary for that and uh, don't feel like waiting another year for us to do one, like, you actually just released one. Mac and Zach, we did a fucking Dank to Dust commentary where uh, he did the weeds and I had an edible and we fucking oh. we did the movie. Awesome. Fucking Chad ass Leonardo DiCaprio and Stacy ass Amy Brooks in that movie. Yep. 
Chad and Stacy ready to fuck. Who would have thought the fucking the lame little pussy fucking uh, Chad became the big movie actor, not the Stacy? Yeah, total Stacy. Like looking back on that movie, like would you say that's probably DiCaprio's best work? Like even over oh, Titanic peaked. and all that. He peaked right away. Exactly. Yeah. Because what a lot of people don't know is pretty much the whole entire cast of Titanic is in the Critters movies. So, Hell yeah. Billy Zane was... I, th- I think technically Billy Zane was the first person to get killed by the Critters in the first one. I think so. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember if it was the cop or Billy Zane first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And the fucking yeah, Critters are cockblocks because he was getting ready to fuck Bradley's uh, uh, Stacy sister. Complete Stacy. That's why I missed her so much with this one. But and um, it's believable that he'd want to fuck his sister because she is a Stacy. Yeah, and he was young too, so he didn't know the moral ins and outs. And, you know. <laughs> now our boy's back. Fucking uh, the sheriff has returned. Yep. He's ready to fuck up some critters. And he's like a gunslinger now. Exactly. He's been watching all the fucking uh, the westerns in his off time because they didn't reelect him. He's fucking all bitter. He's been watching all of them fucking, you know, uh, fucking western movies with the yeah, boy Clint Eastwood and all these people. He's fucking ready. Yeah, I, was, I always wondered why the uh, like I know this movie made less. Like I think the first one was made for like three million and gross like 11 or 12 million so it turned a nice profit and this one like kind of came flat but even then i'm like i wonder why they uh they went direct video other than just to save money on marketing or whatever yeah they did like yeah like apparently the movies uh kind of has a bigger cult following now than it ever really did like whenever they show them at film festivals and stuff apparently like uh the robert shea told this story to mick garris on the podcast like years later like it was fairly recently he was like yeah basically uh the day critters two opened uh i had a, a big investor with me and we were gonna like go eat and then go to the movie uh critters two because it was opening day and they fucking we went out and ate and was, he was charming the pants all this guy trying to get money for a new movie or whatever and like they went and fucking nobody's there and he's like oh yeah well it's la they probably well, they're not waiting in line they'll show up they go in and sit down and nobody showed up to the fucking movie and he did not get that investor on board baby yeah so the first one budget three box office 13.2 million then we jump before we had the critters two and it's like Budget four million, box office three point eight million. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's it's, it's like you think they would have just stopped making critters movies at that point, but then they're like, oh, we can make a lot on video, which I'm sure they did, you know. But mm-hmm. then Kyoto, you can't just get the Kyoto Brothers down; they're too mm-hmm. fucking dank. You need to have that shit being filmed. What are you gonna do? Just let them make this shit and not film it. <laughs> Because they're going to be making it no matter what. Exactly. It's in their blood. Yeah. One of the Kyoto brothers is actually in the movie, too. His feet, if you look closely, whenever the critter ball first starts rolling. Oh, really? You can see his feet chasing it because he's the one pushing it. I thought he might have been the ones on those, like, giant, like, the shots where they show, like, the giant hordes of them rolling around. You can see, like, those, like, sticks and, like, uh, axles that are pulling them around. Dog. Maybe. 
I thought it was funny too that everybody's like, "Well, the boys back and the the creatures are back." I'm like, "No, you, you said the creatures never existed. So which one is it, fuckfaces?" <laughs> exactly. He fucking yeah. Apparently, he, he he probably just had to drop it. He had to tell the Stacy chicks that like, "Oh, I made it up," because otherwise they're gonna think I'm crazy. I gotta just tell them like, "Oh, I had a crazy fucking imagination. We tried to get some money or something." Fucking, I probably would too if I wasn't getting laid. Yeah, speaking of making stuff up, I swear it's almost like the Mandela effect. I can't find it. But uh, my boy on YouTube, my favorite guy to watch now, the guy who uh, throws all his movies in the kitty litter when he's done with them. <laughs> I've been following that guy. <laughs> like, Yeah, he puts out a lot of content, actually, believe it or he's not. A fuck, he's a strange case, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, he put out this video, and I can't find it now because I was going to send it to you. But uh, he's eating some potato chips. <laughs> And he says, these potato chips taste like cum. <laughs> like Dog. somebody cummed on. They're like some weird red potato chips. He's like, these crisps, it's like some <laughs> cummy hands and they touched. <laughs> but he keeps eating them while he's saying. <laughs> Genius. And I look through all his videos. I look through my history to see which one was. I'm like, did he take this video down for some reason? Because I mean. He's got tons of videos where he, I don't know if you notice, he just sits around in his underwear, no shirt on, he, everything like that. He, he could have taken them down because he's embarrassed because there's no way that guy is self-aware. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, he wouldn't take down the cum potato chips video. So, unless exactly. it was part of another video or something, I just don't remember. But if I ever find it, I'll, I'll forward it to you. It's, it's literally one of the best things I've ever fucking seen. What are the best potato chips? Oh. You, you know what's, like, kind of the best potato chips for me now? Like, I mean, I don't know about all time and shit. But, like, I'm not really into the artificial flavored ones anymore. I mean, they're okay, but when you eat it, mm-hmm. they're just kind of fake. I like the Lay's with, like, the less salt. So, mm-hmm. like, you still taste the salt, but for some reason they're not as greasy and they taste really potatoey. It's like, um, yeah, it's, it's like the blue bag of Lay's. It's like... Um, but I mean, they'll I can't, get you laid. Basically, they will. I can't think of any ladies. like super boutique brands. I remember when kettle chips were the big deal, and I thought they were awesome. But now when I eat kettle chips, like they don't seem like anything special to me. Mm. I always love the classic uh, cheddar, like yeah. cheddar sour cream, or just like yeah, yeah. dog. Fucking well, just eating a big whole bag of cheddar oh, sour God. cream chips and uh, drowning in a pool of your own piss and shit and cum. Oh yeah, that's the best. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they're still around, obviously, but I remember dips were, like, more of a big deal when I was a kid. Always getting, like, the um, the, the kind of, like, what is it, French onion dips and shit? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, like, I would say, like, almost half the time when people would buy chips, they would buy the dips. And now, like, I don't think anybody really used dips. They're pretty good, yeah. yeah. I still like the French onion dip every once in a while. Yeah. I don't eat chips a lot anymore, but, I, yeah, I need I don't to. either. Unfortunately, every once in a blue moon, just pull out a bag of chips. Yeah. So as soon as they, uh, as soon as they invented that lose it app, you won't be eating chips and dips anymore. Or as they call them in the UK, what do they call chips Cr- in the UK? Crisps. Crisp. That's what Crisp. our boy was calling them. Yeah. Which like they go to Polar Iceberger here because their plan is that they're going to, uh, you know, they realize the critters are eating all the cows. They like hamburgers. Oh, that's a great shot right there. It is where he's eating. 
Yeah, they never did that again. That that was a clever thing to put in the movie. Like, oh yeah, we always hear the stories like when people talk about uh, you know, you know, crop circles and then finding yeah. the mutilated cows. Let's have a scene where they're eating the cows. We'll, we'll show how the aliens are mutilating the cows. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Like basically, the critters are. Uh, they could also be the chupacabra too. Oh yes. But they yeah, chew the fuck out of that cow. Exactly. I'm trying to remember which one came first. I don't know. I should have looked it up. But, like, this and Return of the Living Dead Part 2 kind of have the same story at the end, right? So, mm-hmm. like, this one, they want to lure the critters into the, the frozen hamburger factory. Return of the Living Dead 2, they want to go to the meat processing plant because they got the cow brains there that they can throw to the zombies and blow them up, you know? Mm-hmm. Brownie gets the clever idea that, like, let's lower them into the butcher shop where all the meat is, and then while they're in there, we'll blow them the fuck up. Yeah. Which is funny, though, because it's like the name of the place, the facility is Polar Iceburger. So you think it's just going to be raw meat? Like, they actually got trays of buns, cheese, <laughs> sliced mm-hmm. cheese. And, and I, I was like, these burgers look donk. I was like, what are they? And I kept looking at them. I was like, why do they look so big around? You can see right there, they're like rice caddy, pa- what do you call it? Rice patty cakes or whatever, rice cakes. Mm. And they're like spray painted brown. Genius. <laughs> they're perfectly round. They look donk. Fucking donk. It's a big juicy booger. Yeah. They make cheese. They make everything in the factory. Imagine being the fucking, uh, the dang critters are like, oh, fucking burgers, no bones, they said. And they're rolling like, oh, we're going to eat the fuck out of these burgers, and it's a rice patty being spray painted. Oh, you would know, if you was that critter, you would know you got tricked right there. You fucking, your boner would be instantly dead. You see the rods, like, all spread out throughout, <laughs> pulling them around I didn't notice. They're kind of like axles that go across the, the big bumps of them. Yeah, that's like the weirdest kind of ones where it's like, oh, yeah, you can see it in the, the full frame, but that's only going to be in theaters and no one will notice once it's on DVD or, uh, you know, VHS where you can rewind it. But, like, they didn't know that the fucking full screen ver- or the uh, widescreen version would one day become the norm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They, Which has to be the reason why uh, Stanley Kubrick said he didn't want his, like, widescreen versions to come out. Remember that? That that kind of turned out to be bullshit from what I understand. I I think kind of what happened was he he shot his films, quote unquote, safe. So it could be projected in just about any aspect ratio, except for like super widescreen, because that would really crop it down. So Mm -hmm. like they were trying to say when he's on when the shit was on DVD, like, oh, Stanley only wants full frame. He only wants full frame. Well, it turns out he kind of was just like just trying to make it for whatever the current standard was you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like yeah like pretty much like they did it on dvd but even when blu-ray came out they just changed the ratio again they just you know it went from i think the dvds were like 166 to 1 to like 185 to 1 yeah kind of like the Zack snyder's uh circumcision oh yes live meat mm-hmm Apparently, Mick Garris did some of the critter voices in this. Interesting. Yeah, I've heard him talk about it a little bit on his podcast post morning, but it's been a while since I listened to that show. Like, he, he doesn't like badmouth, badmouth it, but it seemed like it was just like a shitty experience for him. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. It like, seems like he was really into. Uh... Really into it on the. I've never listened to his podcast actually, but I, yeah. I he was talking about it on his uh, on the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to come out and shit on on the behind the scenes yeah. for the DVD. <laughs> the it just seemed like it was just more the studio was hard to deal with. You know what I mean? 
Like, mm-hmm. See, we don't know right now, but fucking the bigger critter who's like, oh, yeah, let's go eat that fucking those cheeseburgers because there's yeah. no bones on it. That was our boy. That was fucking Ugg. He can yeah. actually transform into a critter. Like, exactly. why didn't he do that more throughout the series? Why, why is he just doing that well, once here? Yeah, I, I think I think probably in the first one they didn't need to because they were pretty. The first one they were kind of kicking the critters' asses. The bounty hunters were so exactly, exactly. See, it's just because he didn't want to be it to be too easy. I think right, right. He's not a cook. He's very Chad. Which. Uh... Yeah, that's curious. I wonder which one the critters would prefer, no bones or fresh meat. Exactly. What do you prefer? Do you uh when you go to like B dubs, do you get the fucking boneless or do you get the bone in? I'm boneless all the way, baby. I am boneless too. Everybody's like, hey, they're not really fucking they're chicken nuggets. It's like, yeah, it's that's yeah, fine. That's great. And I, I just fucking eat them and I and I don't have to chew on no bone. I don't have to see no little veins in there. <laughs> Exactly. You don't gotta fucking worry about washing your hands. You just eat it with a fork. Exactly. That's the best kind. No, like, like I recently, cause uh, my lady, she's 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 really into to wings and stuff, and she she she's full on bone and stuff. So like, I kind of got more into them, trying the flavors or whatever she would get if when you know we got them from somewhere good. So like, I can do the bones, but if, I can too. Yeah. If they have the option, I almost always go bones. Cause like to me, I care more about the sauce. And the meat, mm-hmm. I don't really care about chewing all over. And I'll be honest, like I don't really like the visual of having the stack of bones afterwards either. Yeah, fucking, I used to give them to my dog, and the dog can't eat them because, like, yeah. I found out, like, oh, that's not good. And I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, they could get stuck them. in their throats and shit. Yeah. But there he is. He's back to tortilla face. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I really actually like the tortilla face. But like, didn't they have more of like the glow going on in part one? They did. They, it was more greenish looking. Yeah. yeah. Now they added like flesh tones to it. Yeah. Just different. Probably like, oh, it's a, it's a different movie. Let's try something new. Mm-hmm. Maybe like as they age, the green goes away. It could be like the more cum they expend, they lose. Hell their yes. Apparently that that explosion right there is pretty big, yeah. but like that was only like one third of how big it was supposed to be. Because mm-hmm. like it was supposed to blow up and then ignite like two other bombs, mm-hmm. but like. The first one, the fire instantly like fucking melted the wiring, so mm-hmm. only one of them could blow up. It's kind of like an AEW pay per view. Exactly. Yeah, because there's like this the there's like the big tall section of the plant, and then the ones on the corners. But I gotta say, like it was still was a pretty damn big fireball. Like to me, that was actually more realistic. Like the way it, it halfway blew up. I think, you know, I mm-hmm. like I don't know if you remember Zach from the eighties and nineties. Like nothing made it seem more like a model when like houses would blow up and then like you would see in slow motion like the little toothpick like pieces of the walls flittering around in the air like they were weightless you know what I mean oh yeah here we go the critter ball the critter ball this is the scene where you see the feet it's whenever they're chasing the truck yeah the critter ball bounces around too (laughs) although one thing I loved as a kid when it runs over the guy and it's just a skeleton Mm-hmm. Very Chad. Super I like Chad. how sometimes it looks super detailed, but then like yeah. sometimes it just looks like a gumball where it's yeah. like painted <laughs> different colors. Apparently, yeah, yeah basically uh, they made the the one with the faces coming out, and obviously like that was hard to roll because yeah. like 
those jutting faces would hit the ground a certain way and then it would just veer off course. Right. So they needed one that was more round. And like, oh, yeah, it won't look that bad as long as we light it the right way and it's always moving. But like, yeah, you can see it sometimes. Exactly. Cursed by the high definition. It's, exactly. it's still a good effect, though. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'd much rather see that than a fucking cartoon mm-hmm. rolling around, you know? Exactly, yeah. See, like, when it's moving fast, it does look better. Mm-hmm. They're getting some uh, production value out of that old-ass truck, man. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I guess, you know, because they dented it all up and they've been crashing into shit. I guess they, um, you know, save money just to already start with the uh, old-ass thing. Mm-hmm. And it's for some of these shots, basically uh, the ball is like, you know, uh, connected to an ATV and mm-hmm. they're just driving in front of it and you can't see it because it's hidden by the ball. Sometimes they're just pushing it. Interesting. Oh, you can see the ATV shadow right there. Did you see it? <laughs> no. <laughs> for a little bit. I, that was the shot where you could see the feet. I was going to say, I saw, I saw some feet running behind the ball. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah. You, you could just and, pretend it was like part of a corpse they were dragging around. They See, nowadays they could be like, oh, we're going to fix that. We could just erase that. But it's like, doesn't that kind of take out the kind of like... Uh, kind of hokey monster movie comedy yeah. thing to it like, yeah, just leave like, it like this is a good joe bob type movie i think mm-hmm. like you don't you don't want it to be perfect but the the scenes where they're bashing it and the door falls off i was hoping like the like the critters would start jumping out like into the truck you know what i mean oh yes i, I thought that was weird how they rolled the truck by running into some hay and it like ramped yeah. it and flipped <laughs> it over when like if you just hit some bales of hay it would just explode yeah, <laughs> movie logic. Yeah, I did like this fake town though. It's a good ambiance. Like, and here's our our boy Charlie. He just comes out of nowhere. Yep, in the he, he, bas- he pulls a fucking uh, a Ghostbusters and said, "No one is gonna fucking roll into a church in my town." Exactly. And he fucking he he kamikazes into the fucking critter ball, and it's just like. Fucking Ugh, he's just like, what are you doing, Charlie? And he's like, yeah, you can see if you if you watch that, like, you can see the fucking, the uh, the spaceship just, like, disappear before it actually hits. Well, Great well more than anything, too, because it kind of just becomes a big explosion. More than anything, like, the crit- the giant critter ball just disappears. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like, it goes from, like, about to hit it, then all of a sudden it's just like a pile of fire. He hits it so hard, it, like, fucking just uh, evaporates it, I think. Yeah. I thought, like, I thought he was going to swoop in and like um, shoot some lasers, but I guess you really can't because if you shot some lasers in a critter ball, it would just, like break them apart. You know what I mean? They Man, would spread look at out. Ugg. Ugg's just like Charlie. Like, how am I going to get back home? Mm-hmm. No, you dumbass. Exactly. He looks all bummed, but he's really is like, oh, Charlie, he was a good guy. Fucking, he sacrifices himself for us. But the fucking Ugg's like, how the fuck am I going to get back home? Yeah, I thought it was funny that Ugg, like, you know, like, he lost his face when he got upset when Lee died. Exactly. He he fucking, he got triggered. Fucking <laughs> Libcock got triggered by the, the death Lip of his cuck. friend. Ugg. Fucking, like, your, your friend died. Like, fucking be a man, bro. Exactly. Man up. Exactly. He just turns into Charlie, like, fucking as a, a show of respect. Yeah. I would turn into Lynn Shea instead. Exactly. Oh yes. It's uh I, I feel like that was uh kinda 
stolen, like that idea that now he's going to turn into Charlie and somehow be a replacement Charlie to everybody who loved Charlie, like as yeah. a tribute. I feel like that that's was kind of, yeah. That's just fucking weird. It is super weird. Because they all know it's really not Charlie, you know what I mean? And, and he doesn't act anything like Charlie. Exactly. He's like, oh, uh, good seeing you again, Charlie. I mean, Ugg. And he goes, no, Charlie. It's like, no, that's weird, Ugg. I'm going to call you Ugg. Well, what's weird is that they completely undo it here in a second when we find out our boy Charlie hit a parachute. Exactly. He was just roaming around all night long. Like, yeah. fucking, how do I get this off? Anybody know how to get this off? And he figures out how to get it off as soon as he sees Bradley. It's very convenient. Yeah. Almost as if he just showed up right then, like there's a movie or something. I always wondered, I wondered too at the end, why did Harv have to take the bus now? Like, did he not have a car anymore? Did the critters eat it? What happened? Yeah, see, right there, they almost kissed, but Harv was like, no, don't do it yet. I'm going to get in there, pull my cock out, watch you through out the window. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to watch and stroke. See, right here, now he's like, kiss your girl. And then, like, they, they get fucking, you know, sidetracked again because Charlie shows up. But then whenever they finally do kiss, he gets a really satisfied look on his face. Like, he just shot a nut. Like, yeah. fucking behind that, you know, the convenience of being hidden behind the bus. Yeah, but when he turns into Charlie, it kind of reminds me of another New Line movie, The Hidden, that came out a year before this. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, the, the alien guy, like, he, he put, like, it's a little bit different. He doesn't change face. Like, he jumps bodies, but he jumps bodies into his, uh partner's body who who's basically dying and and then brings him back to life so now you know he can be a husband to the, his friend's wife and a father to his friend's daughter but it's like but you're not really him <laughs> you're just in oh, his body yeah. now <laughs> oh look there's that state-of-the-art green screen yeah that's actually way better than what they had in rise of skywalker oh yeah and the, the eye tracking and the ug charlie is so good Oh yeah, very Chad. Yeah. What's like? I was surprised that they did that long shot of it. You think they just would have done a quick shot? Because like the scenes where it's like the double, just the guy who has like hair like Charlie and is shooting over the shoulder. Those scenes are actually pretty good. Like it really does look like two Charlies. Hmm. Very Chad. Yeah. Very slick. And you know, usually when you have twins in a movie, like one, like one is like in a different outfit or whatever. But this one was just easy because they had the exact same things on. You could just have the guys, you know, switch poses. Maybe that was his brother that was fucking uh, one of the producers. He's just like, well, we look the same. You know, I was thinking that when I saw the guy's name in the in the credits because uh, remember Linda Hamilton did that for T two her her sister. Mm-hmm. Her sister who was equally as hot. Fairy Stacy. Yeah. See, look, he didn't have to worry about how he was gonna get home. He could just call another one with that fucking remote he's got from the first movie. Yeah. But don't but don't they fuck up and not take Charlie this time? They just fly away like Charlie's in nothing. Yeah, what the fuck? They said they weren't yeah. gonna leave Charlie there. Charlie Bounty Hunter. What was with the spaceship there? Like it looked like it was almost partially see through or something. It was weird. Yeah. Maybe that like they took that to heart, and that's why Charlie just is just a hermit fucking uh, version in the next movie. Yeah, I'm curious if there was any thought of planning out Critters three. Like, oh, we we got to leave Charlie on Earth to fight the Critters. Maybe they probably. I mean, they end the first one with the egg, so they probably. Oh, what? Watch when he sees him kiss right. He looks very satisfied. Mm-hmm. Like he just fucking knocked one out. And then I jizz in my pants. Look at that. He's super happy. Hell yeah. yeah. 
He's like, now get in here and wipe this shit up. I got it. <laughs> hell yeah. He's like, you got to keep. He's like, get in here, boy. Harvey's like, get in here, boy. You got to keep me edging till the next time. Exactly. He's going to do his own commentary like we did on the last one. <laughs> he's like, edge me until we get to the next truck stop. Hell yeah. And then he throws the sheriff badge to Charlie. Yeah. It's like, oh, Charlie's going to be the new sheriff. But they didn't go that way. Part three. Well, they probably didn't go that way because Harv wasn't even the sheriff anymore, so he couldn't even yeah. <laughs> he couldn't even pass it along if he wanted. I like this 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 uh, extra who who backs up weirdly to like the little gate there or the little rope there, and just looks like as the bus is going away. It's a very very good bit of extra acting right there. I never noticed that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like some some kid with curly hair and like a textbook or something just backs up real unnaturally. No, I would like to thank the people of Grover's Bend. Hell yeah. With who support this motion picture and everybody. Mick Garris trying to make us think this is a real town. There's a couple weird credits in there. Like in part three, they say, oh, no critters were harmed in the making of this movie. And this one, at some point, they say, oh, critter translation provided by, and then they name some institute or something. Yeah. And this song was actually written by Mick Garris's wife also. She was like a singer-songwriter, so she wrote the little jingle for The Hungry Heifer. Yeah, I was going to say, like, like that was what I remember the most from this song. I remember this movie was the song. Like, I was singing it for years. Like, it was just it just gets stuck in your head. I thought it was a real fucking song for a I real chance. I was like, I'd never heard of A Hungry Heifer. At the hungry heifer, you won't. But there get are a real steer. hungry heifers because we just went. We yeah, we got did. Some. And and yeah. Ben was there. You know what sucked though? Ben's sister didn't work there. His fucking sister with the big milkies. She wasn't there. Yeah. I don't know what happened to those. Those are like missing now. When you watch her YouTube channel, how are exactly. we tricked? Very. Did that did that girl that works at the AT and T store next door steal them or something? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You know what's weird about part three of Critters, which I can't wait to see when we cover it in a year, but uh, I've actually never seen it all the way through, believe it or not. I only see parts on cable. But um, it's the only movie in motion picture history, part three is, where they could afford Leonardo DiCaprio, but not Scott Grimes. Exactly. Very unchad. They had to replace our boy Scott Grimes. See, you think Scott Grimes would use that to his like benefit more? He was a, uh, you know, one time I was in a movie series. They couldn't afford me for the third one, and they had to replace me with Leo DiCaprio. Exactly. I would always be cracking that fucking joke. I would too. You know what would have been a kind of donk part three? In all honesty, is if they would have had Scott Grimes come back and it was like it's a couple years later, so now he's like in college. And if they would have had like critters go to college, but it's like in his oh. like dorm room, and the critters are like running from room to room and eating everybody, that would have been fucking awesome. That would have been amazing. Critters go to college. I would have fucking and an alternate universe where that was made. Yeah. I would like to see that exactly. You could have the critters eating like a basketball team. <laughs> you could have Hell yeah. the critters taking over the cafeteria. Do you ever check out that critters the new binge? No, it's like that's the one that was the web series. Yeah, yeah. it was it, no, it was made seen. for like I, I it was made say for uh, cell phones, right? Yeah. yeah, and then like it went under, so then yeah. Shutter picked it up and there right. it. And it, like yeah, it's like uh like a couple episodes, and it's only ten minutes long each episode. Yeah, because it was meant to watch on your phone. It was like the original See? Quibi. 
Yeah, you could have watched it. They could have just re-edited it as a f- feature-length movie. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people, like, they talk about, like, oh, it's so shitty and, uh, like, all this. I fucking, I thought it was pretty fun. Really? For, like, it seems like uh, like a trauma-esque. Like, it has a trauma type of uh, tone and feel. Mm-hmm. And it's very, like, goofy. And it might just be because I like Critters so much, but, like, I enjoyed it. But, like, I don't know if it – maybe it's not because, like, absolutely no Critters were hard. They said it in this movie, too, in the credits. Yeah. Like, it might not be because I didn't like Critters Attacked, which is the newest one, the sci-fi Yeah, I was going to say where, where Dee Wallace is in there, but for some – for legal reasons, they can't say she's the character from part one even though she is. Yeah, and she's in, like – you watch it, and it's like, oh, D. Wallace is here for probably about 10 minutes worth of screen time. It's a reprise of <laughs> That's the word. Like, it's cool if you bring the people back after a long time. Don't get me wrong. But, like, if you're going to do that, they got to be, like, part of the real, you know what I mean? Like, real mm-hmm. storyline. Like, I hate that cameo shit. And like, they didn't bring back Charlie. Charlie's in all of them. You didn't bring back Charlie for Curtis Attack. Like, what kind of cuck shit is that? Yeah. Very unshad. Yeah, I didn't even know there was an hour-long making of this movie. I, sh- I, sh- I should have watched it before I watched this, but I was too busy. I had my pants around the ankles while watching Eyes Wide Shut the last couple of nights. Oh, yes. Getting ready for that one. Our boy Kubrick. Kubrick. Also some good uh, behind-the-scenes footage uh, yeah. on there, too. Very good behind-the-scenes footage. I was going to say our boy Kubrick, he would have made a good Critters 3. Oh, yes. Fucking I would have come. Exactly. Exactly. Fucking... Yeah, it was like a space fucking like 2001 and Critters mm-hmm. it, it would have been like an epic. Hell it yeah. Like, they'll never do it because it's not popular enough, but you could do a uh, a new Critters one where, like, like, like a brand new reboot, like, make it all big budget. You could have uh, Chris Pratt being the bounty hunter. There was talks about making a new TV series. I don't know if mm-hmm. it's still happening or what. Yeah, like... It, I think for a TV series, it'd have to be pretty big budget, like where you show them in outer space a lot. Because like, mm-hmm. if they're just running around on Earth, like I don't know how you could watch tune into that week after week. You know what I mean? Definitely don't make it CGI either. No, no. I was gonna say the best thing about this movie is um is probably like I would say the critters like they look so good that they're like that you could see them even more clear because the original one like they're in the dark a lot. Mm-hmm. Like the the effects were good on the first one, except for like that giant critter was like a little bit overkill. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like at least the critter ball here, like it's constantly moving, so you don't have to look at it like how weird it is, you know? Yeah, very chad. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they had the very little time to make the big critter one too. Yeah, because like they just showed up and like, hey, we should have a big one at the end. They just like wasn't in the script or anything. It would have been hilarious because you know how like really tiny the critters are in the first one. If like their idea of a big one was like one that was like as, as big as the one Ugg was in this one. <laughs> oh yes. But, but, but then it's still just like whipping everybody's ass and stuff. Very yeah, not quite the big I thought. Apparently the critter ball was actually written as a thirty foot high critter ball, Damn. and like they 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 were like, you guys sure you just don't like you're not picturing thirty feet. Uh, very well, because like here's yeah. a, here's how big a ten foot one. They'd be like, oh yeah, that's kind of what we were expecting anyway. Yeah, because to make a thirty foot one, you literally have to like in the story there have to be thousands of critters. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas whereas this one, it's even stretching it that that there's 
the size of ball it is now because mm-hmm. there's only really like I'd say maybe about forty critters that you see exactly. rolling in the herds of rolling balls. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like I like critters too. Like I said, like it's it's it, I mean it starts out really cool like the part in outer space with Charlie and then like as you just get into like the small town time shit like it's not bad but like you start feeling like it feels like almost like a direct video sequel for a little while because like so many of the parts feel so cheap or whatever but then by the time the bounty hunters like get on earth like yeah like the the second half of the movie I think is like really awesome. The only thing that could have been better is if uh, Lee would have turned into Freddy Krueger. That would have made it all the better, baby. Even if it was just for like a literally a second, and like, mm-hmm. and like, uh, but yeah, I guess I don't know. I, I guess Robert England uh, would cost too much, as you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really want to eat a stick of glue after watching this now. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, so I guess I guess that's it. Is there anything you want to talk about? I don't really know what you got going on on the side, Zach. What have you been up to? Did you turn off your mic again, Zach? Jay, 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 can you hear me now? I can hear you now. What are you going up to, Zach? <laughs> yeah, can you cut that out? Sorry about that. Yeah, I'll cut it out. I accidentally pulled out the freaking plug. Don, was, was that because you were the the pickle jar was getting too heavy? You could hear me fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear me. No, I couldn't hear you. Go ahead. <laughs> fucking. If yeah. you want to know all about the pickle jar, tell them they got to become a VIP rope shooter. Exactly. See, I didn't want to take a pee while recording on his show because, like, I I can't do that. It's disrespectful. But I had to pee real bad, so like, I was just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute the microphone and pee real quick. And then right as I did it, started peeing. You're like, Zach, what about you? What are you doing? I'm like, shit. It's perfect so timing. Like, oh, I'll just let him know that uh, I fucked up, and uh, he could cut it out. Uh, but yeah, fucking, we just recorded the Critters Tree commentary, yeah. and you can listen to that right now, baby. It's live a it, year before we do it on this show. Exactly before we redo it again, we'll have to make ours extra special. You guys did dank to dust version. We'll have to do. Um, drunk and high commentary. <laughs> to up oh one. yes, fucking you know, you know what would have been great during that dead time while you're peeing and you couldn't talk? If I could have found that damn video of the guy being like, these chips taste like cum. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have to look for that. Yeah, we're going to have to I, make I, that. Like, I don't know what the hell. I could not find that shit. I'm going to have to go through all his videos now to see where he eats potato chips that taste like cum. And mm-hmm. I was like searching for it. Here's the funny part, too. I was like searching for it by name. Like I was putting in his name and potato chips taste like cum. I got about 40 videos of girls eating quote unquote semen potato chips. <laughs> Amazing. That's that's On a YouTube. fucking genre we gotta find. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, we gotta start doing those movies. We can do commentaries for those. You know what's funny is I just thought like, what if he just never had those uh vinegar 
the yeah. salt and vinegar chips, and then yeah. that's what the cum tastes like. We just don't know because we never tasted it. He's <laughs> like, these taste exactly. like cum. I love salt. You know what's funny? I don't know if you ever had this happen, but I, I, especially with the Lay's ones, I used to get the salt and vinegar chips. If you eat too many, it makes your lips go numb. Really? Yeah, and like not even that many either. Like like maybe eat ten chips. I swear to God, that, like I would sit there. And I would be like biting my lip and running on my tongue over my like inside of my lip, like the inside of your lip that's like all fat in your mouth. It makes it go completely numb. It is insane. That is weird. Yeah, I, I've had the vinegar and said I can never. They're too strong for me, babe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why I love them, but I st- I stop eating them. And then also too, it's kind of like the same effect as if you eat too many Sour Patch Kids. It will make the, the it will like blister off the skin inside your lip. It will like make it come off in like little white flakes. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. It's brutal. Like whenever you chew too much uh, big red gum, yeah. Sometimes it can give you like little uh, red bumps on your yeah. tongue. Exactly, because it's got that red forty shit in it. That's like toxic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you did you did critters three. I guess we should go ahead and plug because cause this episode, usually when we record episodes, they're coming out in like a month or two, but this is actually coming out fairly soon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we, we, we should talk about we're going to do a uh, Cinema Enema. Oh, yes, for uh, Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. The whole time oh, I was yeah. the whole time I was watching, I was thinking this should have been a commentary. But yeah, oh, that, yeah. that would be more like, uh, I guess, like the way Cinema Enema is. It's more like a long form review. It's not really mm-hmm. commentary. So you could always do a commentary on your show, baby. I could. Oh yeah. Show, showing our our boy Don Oper Charlie in the special features. Uh, more recently, he uh, man, he could reprise the role like tomorrow. And nothing's changed about them teeth. Very Chad. Very yeah. Chad. Love the guy. What a great part of your mm-hmm. childhood. Mm-hmm. What's your if if you could make uh, any like YouTube channel podcast anything about a, a particular topic like what what would you what would you do it about? I'm thinking about fucking making one about eating cum covered chips. Now that you bring it <laughs> up, that's fucking genius. We gotta we gotta do, do a backdoor message to our boys and ask us like, listen, I can't find the video, but I know you ate some cum chips. What brand <laughs> were those? <laughs> Yeah, what where do we flavor? get them? <laughs> what if he's like, actually, I just looked, and the flavor is cum covered chips. <laughs> yeah. They're making the fucking flavors out of everything now. Yeah, genius. <laughs> he was cracking me up. He did another video where he went to like a, I guess it seemed like I forget what he called it, but it was like a convenience store, and he bought orange juice and like a Mars uh, ice cream bar. You know, how like like the convenience store they always give you like little rip off versions. Like yeah, he was complaining about how small everything was that he bought. He's like how pathetic it was. <laughs> he keeps making videos about how like. Uh, he blames the president for his cat dying. Yeah, that, that's the, that's the only part of his channel that that like legit makes me sad when yeah, I watch it. Exactly. Yeah, and then what sucks too is his new cat. Um, the old cat doesn't like it because he had a second cat too. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. I guess you got to see. That's the thing about his channel is you got to stay tuned to see what's going to happen next. It's more fucking entertaining and uh, plot twist than any fucking Hollywood drama has ever thought of. It is. I, my personal favorite, besides the cum eating chips, was the uh, when he uh, he was going through his home theater and naming off all because he's got like uh, actual like movie theater equipment. It's insane. But um, mm-hmm. 
he went through and he named it all and then he spit on it like you know exactly yeah he just spit on it and spit was running all over these like four thousand dollar audio components guy's a genius in his own right like nobody else can touch can touch him exactly there's also another youtube trend that i really like um it's like young i know we're rambling on here but there's a lot of exciting things going on in the world right now there's like a trend on youtube that i come across zach it's like young autistic children that um visit closed down uh abandoned fast food restaurants it's fascinating Hell yeah. That's what I should have been doing as a kid. You should have. And and the, 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 the one kid who's like a master of it, he's I'd say he's probably like twelve, maybe yeah, probably a like twelve year old boy. I actually had to stop watching his videos because like after a certain point, I'd say like the last month and a half, he puts out three or four videos a day, to be honest. Um mm-hmm. I found his <laughs> found his videos because half of them are about closed down restaurants. Another half is about his DVD collection, which I enjoy. I like hearing the young man's views on films. But he he started doing all his videos wearing nothing but his tidy whities. Oh yeah, <laughs> I felt strange watching that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> over yeah, and over want, every day. You don't want the government to find no, out you're watching no. that stuff. So I actually unsubscribed from his channel today. But uh, yeah, he lost a good fucking viewer. He did. We did, but you know, what can you do? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it, everybody, for uh, Critters Two. Uh, I want to thank everybody for the last four months, uh, breaking records, getting, uh, having literally the four best months uh, of downloads we've had in like the you know whatever last whatever it's been three four years of this podcast. So apparently consistency pays off zach we, it just took the world being infected by a terrible virus for us to consistently mm-hmm. put out the show <laughs> mm-hmm. but wait, exactly. you gotta make the best of it or else you'll go crazy mm-hmm. like exactly. like my other youtube uh favorite that one guy who just makes videos where he cries <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> live stream come join me sad boys we're crying <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep telling you you know, a lot of people, they rag on YouTube now saying like, oh, it's become too commercial, it's too corporate. Like, like you can you can find some good content out there if you really are willing to dig and spend some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, everybody, thanks again for joining us. Zach, as always, thank you for, you know, you know, and I'm, I'm glad, you know, we still got more Critters Adventures in the future because these are fun little movies, you know. It's like mm-hmm. the, the first one was kind of self-explanatory. Okay, critters come to Earth, but the I think the fun of the sequels is trying to come up with flimsy excuses to keep them going. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, you know, Friday the Thirteenth is fun, but it's easy. It's just like the same guy keeps coming back to life. This one, you got to find out how the fuck are these eggs going to get to the next place. Mm-hmm. There was uh, originally going to be a part three or a part five that was like, oh, the critters get mistaken and mixed in with some uh, some uh, baseballs. And uh, now part five is like critters on a baseball field. Oh, that would have been amazing. At a minor league baseball park, if they would have done it that way, it would have been amazing. Oh, yeah. Fucking Bad News Bears meets Critters. Exactly. Because you know how when they make these nostalgic sequels now, they they try to remake certain scenes. You could remake the mascot scene where they fly in the crotch. And, like, all the fanboys, you know, that are, like, on YouTube reviewing films now that are, like, old like me, they would all be weeping and crying, saying, oh, this reminded me when I was a kid and I saw the Easter Mm -hmm. Bunny get his dick eaten by some Critters. That scene where Charlie shows up. 
And he fucking he he palms uh, he he puts on the the catcher's mitt and throws that critter like a fucking like a baseball. I fucking cried, man. That Uck was there to fucking hit it with the fucking bat. Oh god. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, it, and I already know it's it's not even a question. I already know who's gonna be uh, cast as Ugg in the 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 new series. Our boy Harry Styles from One Direction. <laughs> oh yes. Fucking, we need that scene where it ties in, and he fucking he looks at like a chick in the lingerie uh, picture, like the Sears yeah. catalog, and then he just changes the dress on him. Hell yeah! Topical. Uh, it'd be like uh, Critters Reborn, starring oh, yeah. um, Harry Styles as Ugg, directed by Olivia Wilde. <laughs> Hell yeah! Fuck, we gotta get our boy Ben Shapiro back. Oh, Ben Shapiro be able... Ben Shapiro actually started a movie studio just so he can make movies with Gina Carano. So exactly. See if she, <laughs> see she if can he... be. She could be fucking uh, like if they can't get Bradley Brown's old sister to come yeah. back, she could be the the recast version. That'd be great. I, like I thought you were gonna say she could be the bounty hunter. That uh, she could be. Yeah, she could be with one a of them. Staple in her stomach. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I think I think everybody who uh, watched the Mandalorian would uh, definitely watch the Critters Reborn with their pants around their ankles to see that. Exactly. Krites rolling, shooting spikes, eating, devouring, destroying with facts and logic. Mm-hmm. Don't get much better than that. All right, everybody. Thanks again for going on this wild cinematic ride through time with us. And we'll catch you right back here again soon in the movie graveyard. Dog. Hello, retro movie lovers. Welcome back to the movie graveyard. I got a a great show for you today with an amazing special guest some some other podcast just remind you recall him as the same <laughs> this is the worst intro we've ever <laughs> <laughs> all right let me start over